Good day, Unleashers. It seems like building relationships with your business, with your customers, with people around you, that seems to be the topic of discussion this season of season nine of Unleash Your Focus podcast. Now, the fun fact is about this season, it is actually about the experts. And it's so fascinating to me that a lot of the experts are talking about building relationships in business. It is so incredibly important. And in today's episode, I am incredibly blessed to speak to Miriam. I'm going to pronounce her surname, but I'm not very good at the pronunciation of this, but it is Steketi. I hope I pronounced that right. Miriam is a ray of sunshine. She wrote a book about dating your business. Now, I highly recommend get your hands on this book. It is absolutely a very, very fun read, and it is full of really great ideas. Now, Miriam's claim to fame is that she has been building her business actually to a multi-million dollar business in the last 10 years by building relationships. She used to be a dancer in early 20s. She was in real estate. And I'm not going to spill all the secrets on her story that she was telling us, but it's incredibly inspirational on how she, where she started and where she is now in business and also in her life. Before I dive into this episode, please do me a favor, hit the subscribe button and the bell notification if you're watching on YouTube. If you're on iTunes, please do us a favor and leave us a review. All of these things just help us with the algorithm and to boost the episodes out there. Most importantly, this season we are giving away prices. So go to unleashyourfocus.com and sign up and you can be in a draw to win a prize. Now Miriam is going to give a copy of her book away in this episode and also we've got coaching programs and strategy calls and a whole lot of other really amazing prizes that can help you to grow your business. We've already had a few very lucky winners and you can be next. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the inside of this episode. Miriam, can you please tell me a little bit like where did you grow up and what is your favorite past something to do? Hi, sure. So I grew up in um, New York City, and then we moved when I was eight years old to the suburbs somewhere in New Jersey in the United States. And what was the question you just asked? What do I like to do my spare time? Is that what you said? Oh my gosh. So I actually was a professional dancer um, in my early 20s. So I, I always loved to dance and take any sort of fun dance class with my friends or on my own. And I love to travel. I love to ride bikes with my family. We, um, my husband's an avid cyclist. So we like That's to just, I'm the kind of person we wake up with my family and we're like, what are we doing today? And we kind of come up with some fun ideas, hiking, biking, going out to eat. Definitely love traveling. Unfortunately, it's been a little hard to do that as much, right? Yes. So being creative, having fun and for sure moving my body. That's awesome. So being a professional, like being into dancing and starting your own business, that's quite a transition. How did that come about? So I, yeah, I moved to New York City to pursue my dreams of being a professional dancer. And I got an agent and I um, landed some fun gigs, some music videos, some shows and things like that. And then to pay my bills Mm -hmm. on the side when I wasn't, you know, getting paid being a dancer, I was either waitressing or bartending, or I stumbled upon a friend who was like, Oh, we have all these actors and dancers selling real estate, join me in this real estate company. And so I actually became a part-time real estate agent in New York. And I was running around the city dancing real estate. I mean, I was doing all the things, you know, how you have energy in your early twenties. And living the starving artist lifestyle. Um, 
And then I got married. Um, I, my husband told me he wanted to go to law school. And so I became the breadwinner for our family. And so I kind of moved into the corporate side of things and Mm -hmm. said, okay, I kind of put my dreams to the side. My entrepreneurial spirit sort of died, right? When yeah. Um, you start getting a little older and I, all right, I get a 401k, I'll get benefits for us. And I became a manager at my real estate office that I was working at as an agent and slowly was climbing the corporate ladder there and just didn't feel like that was my calling. I still had that itch. I still had that entrepreneurial spirit. I feel like once you have that, it's hard for it to, it to leave you. And so I stumbled upon a network marketing company, mm-hmm. was kind of recruited there, thought it was going to be a way just to pay down some law school loans and credit cards. And it became my, my new career. And it has just been a, a dream come true. And it enabled me to um, be really fulfilled mm-hmm. coaching people. And I was able to actually write a book recently, um, mm-hmm. from all of my, uh, all my stories and all my tips that I've learned over the last 10 years in that industry. And I'm still in it today. That is really awesome. I love your story and I love how you just involved. And can you tell people a little bit about your book? So I know your book's about building relationships. And one of the best tips I had from a multimillionaire probably a year ago is like take time every week to build one relationship and it has never let me down especially with my podcast you know I get to build a lot of really great relationships with people so I know firsthand that that advice is amazing can you tell us a little bit about how what inspired you to write the book and please show us how your book looks like oh sure so this is my book yes me it's called the secrets of dating your business and I really truly feel that um building a business comes down to one thing and it's relationships. It's how you treat other people. It's how you cultivate relationships from, you know, from that first meeting throughout your journey with that person. And so in my book, it kind of starts out with sort of starting to build that relationship with yourself and creating confidence, because if you're not confident and you don't have a strong relationship with yourself, it's really hard for you to be, become an entrepreneur, build a business, motivate people as you start to grow a team, whether it's in direct sales or it's in coaching or it's in you know a retail store with employees, whatever that is, you have to be very confident as a leader um, as you step into that role in leadership. And so if you don't, if you have some things you need to fix about yourself, you have to fix those things first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it starts out with this building, your, you know, falling in love with yourself. And it's the same thing. I think it goes as when you're dating somebody in the beginning, right? When you're, when you're dating in your teens and maybe your early twenties, a lot of times you, you know, you're dating the wrong guys because you're, you know, you're dating that guy that doesn't call you back and, and treats you not so well. And for some reason, there's that fun game that we drive ourselves crazy with, right? And then when you finally realize, and maybe this is not you, but this is definitely me, like, wait, I actually am worth a lot more than that. And when I started treating, you know, 
treating people back the way they treated me and saying, you know what, I'm actually leading this relationship. And if, if when I talk about it in my book, there were times when my husband wasn't the best boyfriend. And I was like, you know what, I think we need a break. And he's like, what? And I think sometimes it's about having that confidence to end those relationships that aren't serving you. Right. And I talk a lot about that in the book too, on how to treat people. And, and when you treat people well, they treat you well back and then they perform for you. They buy from you. They trust you. They like you. And they say that most people stop buying a good or service because they didn't feel appreciated Mm -hmm. by, by, by the person that was selling to them. And so it's really about appreciating people and, And as you start to build a team, if that's something that you do, whether it's a coworker or one employee or thousands of team members, I've been able to build a multi-million dollar business um, over the last 10 years. I have thousands and thousands and thousands of consultants and reps on my team. And I think all of them will say to you, you know, Miriam's just really humble and makes us feel really good. And it's just about always being humble and treating others with respect, no matter they're, if they're the guy working in the mailroom, serving you your lunch, or the CEO of the company, treat people with respect and they will treat you well back. And that starts to evolve and that could build, that, that could li- really grow your business into something absolutely insane when you put your best foot forward and you're constantly thinking about treating people with respect. I really love that. And it is so incredibly true what you say, because you put, you get back what you put out there. It's, it's, it's a complete fact. So what is like, say you're starting out in, in business for arguments, like say you're starting out in business and you're not exactly sure, you know, we, how do you start building relationships? Say you've got no following online. You don't have, you know, like at least we're in a fortune position. We've pulled up following. It took us a few years to get there, but you know, it, you get there eventually. So how do you start building relationships if you have nothing, you've got no following, no nothing? How do you start that that process? Well, I really think in the beginning when you are building your business, sometimes I think we tend, social media is a gift and a curse. And I think sometimes, right, it's smoke and mirrors. Oh my gosh, they have so many followers. They must be doing so well. And they might not be because they're not engaging with their audience. They're not building relationships in the DM. Right. Um, And so if you are just starting out, I think you first, you have to start out with your immediate sphere of influence, Mm -hmm. your family, your neighbors, your best friends, people that are successful. We call that like your dream team list. Who are those people that if you could go into business with someone or someone that's really successful, that's almost scary to talk to, send that message to them, pick up the phone. Hey, would you meet me for coffee? Hey, would you do a Zoom meeting with me? I just started this new business. I'm so excited about it. I'm so nervous though. And I really respect you. And I would love your opinion and any tips you might have for me. And people love being asked to help. People love getting compliments. So the first thing you want to do is connect and compliment right? Hey, I just want to say, I respect you. You're so successful. I was actually nervous to reach out to you, but I put the bullet and I did it. Would you meet me on zoom for, for 15 minutes? I'll send you a Starbucks gift card or whatever coffee, or just having those first initial meetings. And then guess what's going to happen as you start to share your business and your products and your service, they're going to give you ideas and successful people. Guess what they do? They give people referrals. Mm -hmm. They do. They want to help. 
They do. And mm-hmm. so when you go Definitely. out there and you kind of make yourself a little vulnerable and don't ask for a sale, compliment, mm-hmm. connect, share what you have, ask them about what they're doing, ask them for tips. What do you think I should do? To, do you have any ideas for me? You don't understand how much more I appreciate that kind of meeting than someone trying to pitch me. Mm, most definitely. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, start out and, and just go through your phone. Literally go through your contact list and go through your every single person in your phone. Hey, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. It's, you know, it's Miriam. I'd love to, you know, catch up with you sometime. Just have those relationship building conversations. Ask them. I, I always say it's like a game of tennis. Ask them a question, throw, you know, hit them the ball. Yeah. They're going to ask you it back. It's going to go back and forth instead of getting nervous and getting your knuckles all white. Oh my God, I have to pitch them. I have to pitch them to say all the right things. No, it's just going to happen organically. Mm-hmm. And I got so much better at pitching my business, sharing my product and my opportunity um, when I was started doing that. And just like what you were saying, I'm like, I'm going to pick up the phone to one person in my network and I'm going to try to have one conversation every day. And that's the difference between the people that make it here and that make it to there. They're the ones that are having the meetings. And yes, now, if especially now in the, with the World Wide Web and the internet, you can have clients and customers all over the place. It's not just no, no one's just retail really anymore, yes. unless you have a localized only business, a restaurant. So think outside the box, think about, you know, who do you know in, in what places? Um, who do you know that are similar to you? Who do you know? I sometimes I'm like, Hey, I'm going to reach out to different demographics. Hey, I'd love to pick your brain about my business. Would love your feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, just being creative but being humble and complimenting people and asking for the meeting instead of pitching people yes. because everyone's pitching someone these days. And it's annoying. Nobody wants to be sold. It's annoying. Yeah. And no one wants to be sold. Oh, Hey girl. Hey, you know, was wondering if you'd be interested in doing this. Like, uh, who are you? What do you do? Right. So instead and I think going back to the social media piece, so let's just say you run out of your whole warm market. You've had all your, you know, your meetings, your introductions, your, your networking meetings, um, start to build that audience, add value. What's your niche? Start doing videos, you, you know, go in the stories, use the hashtags. These are all just free ways to get new followers. Just because you get a new follower. Now it's like, Hey, thanks for your follow. I'm going to start following you too. How did you find me? What do we have in common? How can I help you? Just engaging with people in your social media sphere, the same way you do with your warm network. But those are people you're just starting to reconnect with or get to know a little bit better to finally say, Hey, I'd love to chat with you. And I made some really cool connections and friendships with people online, um, over the years, just by kind of being like, Oh, they're clearly not, you know, have their own business. They don't want to do what I want to do, but I like them. And and I want to learn from them. So it's a lot of times it's learning from other people. Mm. 
And it's so amazing that the type of relationships that one can build up these days. I mean, some of my best friends, I've never seen them in my entire life because they live in other countries. And it's just because we've just been connecting on a different level using social media. And it's amazing how you can build that relationship by just reaching out to people. And I really mm-hmm. love that approach. So obviously your avatar is important to you because you basically mention it, you know, like reaching out and asking them, you know, the demographics, et cetera. What is your ideal avatar? Ooh. So I always say, I think it's someone like me, Mm -hmm. um, someone who's a mom who wants to work, who is driven, is probably a career woman, but also realizes that she actually doesn't want to sit in a cubicle or an office till she's 65. Um, And so it's people that are dreamers and doers. Um, Many times it's it's someone who um, is really busy. I tend to connect well with busy people because I'm a yes person. I'm always going to say yes. It's it's actually something I'm working on to say no to things because when you have three kids <laughs> and a business, multiple businesses and a marriage and friends and all the things, sometimes you have to learn to say no, but okay. finding those people that are always saying yes. And that's my, that's probably my avatar. Yeah. And it is amazing because if you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. And it's finding that balance, especially with kids. It's so hard, right? It's so hard. And it's funny because I remember, you know, when I had little babies, it was easy to just say, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Do it. But I mean, as they start to get older, you know, you, you really, you kind of need to be there at bedtime more than when they were two, even though at the time it felt hard to leave, they don't remember right but now it's like they ask for mommy um and I feel like I want and I I sometimes I feel like when I'm laying with my my kid my son they finally tell me something at that you know last moment before bed like they finally give me some boys don't talk three boys boys don't tell you as much at least mine don't right what do you do in school today I don't know nothing nothing with no one you know the same kid every day so I don't want to miss those little, it's those, that little, like sometimes just picking them up from the sporting event and just having that 10 minutes of that ride, just the two of you. And, and so I like to have those, that, that special time and not always be on the phone and having, I like to call it like your hours of operation. And I know now that from, and, and I've been able to build this huge successful business that I can pretty much turn off my business from three till eight. I did it before. When I was first building my business, I worked all the time. I'm sure, you know, you understand like they say entrepreneurship, you work like nobody else for the first couple of years. Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. And not, you're not making a lot of money. I definitely (laughs) don't make a lot of money in the beginning, but now I'm able to set those boundaries and those, you know, right now I'm talking to you and you're in New Zealand and I'm in um, New Jersey in the United States. Um, so we had to, you know, find the time, yeah. which is always interesting when you it's, have international clients. Right? <laughs> always tricky. So even Joy and I are like, oh my God, the kids are home. And she's like, don't worry about it. I'm a mom too. I'm like, okay. Um, which is so nice too, that I think during the last year and a half, working parents, mm. non-working parents, everyone sort of got a glimpse into everyone else's lives. And I think we've all have a little bit more compassion for everybody, Mm -hmm. including our teachers, including, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I mean, 
homeschooling my kids. Oh, oh my hard. gosh. It, it was so hard. So hard. And so I think all of us have had a really rough time, but also just now it's like enjoying the little things and, and still having that time with, um, it's always important to, to, you know, to put that phone away and to have that special time, even though when you're, you know, you're working 24 seven in your business, you have to remember to have that 30 minutes with your spouse, you know, to, to unwind and have a glass of wine and say, how was your day? You know, mm -hmm. because that happens sometimes too. You get into burnout. Yes. Oh, most definitely. You have to have like at least half a day off. Or, oh, definitely. You know, mm. Right. I remember yes. my husband said to me, it was like six months into building our business. And he's like, I miss us. Like we used to hang out at night and, you know, I was working full time. We had the baby. And then now I'm working at night. My building my business on my computer, networking and having my meetings and all the things. So I remember Tuesday night was our night. I'm like, okay, I'll give you Tuesday night. Wait, watch the show, hold hands. And you know, he was happy um, because it's important to, to not, you know, lose those, yeah. those valuable relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just making sure that every piece of your time is taken, you know, is, is, is taken up with doing income producing activities or spending mm -hmm. time with people that really count and matter in yeah. your life. No, definitely. And I completely relate with the date night because me and my husband, we have a date night on Friday nights. That's our date night. We don't always go out, but you know, because obviously right. we had some lockdown things too, but it's just spending time together, having a meal together, do a takeaway and just spending time together. And everybody that's close to me knows they don't even try and book in anything on a Friday. It's just not going to happen. It's date night. And it's I've so got nice. friends are just like, oh, what are you doing date night? Everybody knows it's our date night. And it's important. Yeah, that's it, all, really yeah it is important. I mean, mm -hmm. we definitely would do a date night on a Friday or Saturday, but you know, yeah. when you have babies, hard, you have to schedule it. And I tell that a lot when I coach a lot of my moms, yeah. um, that say so you have to have that me time. You have to have an hour or two a week for you time, whatever that is, get your nails done, take the yoga class, go on the walk by yourself, and then have that date night with your spouse, mm -hmm. because that's when things start to get rocky. Yes. So one of the things that you mentioned um, in your book or when I went and stalked you on Amazon and checked out your book which by the way mm -hmm. I'm definitely buying your book it looks amazing you were talking about that you know achieving success it really comes down to obviously a relationship that we've been talking about but it's a healthy relationship with yourself that breeds the confidence so how do you start obviously self-care and entrepreneurship that's incredibly important you know eating healthy exercising having me time you know doing your meditation whatever you do for me time but what is your, do you have like a blueprint that you can share with the listeners on how to actually start building that confident relationship with yourself? Yes. Yeah, so I think it's important to work, you know, from the outside in or the inside out, however you want to do it. But if you're not feeling comfortable on the outside, mm. right, it's really hard mm. to, oh, to build that inside up too. So I know for me, like after I had my first son, I could not lose the baby weight and I, my clothes were not fitting. I, I didn't, I just felt like I really lost myself. And my little sister who was single in the city, I was like, take me shopping. And we, you guys, I didn't have a lot of money. We went to some like consignment store, thrift stores. I bought a couple of new outfits for so cheap. Um, but sometimes it's just, if you're not, if, if you're not the same weight you were 10 yes. years ago, and you're still trying to fit into the old pair of jeans, like maybe you were a size 
30 and now you're a size 34, like go and get the size 34 pants. Don't try to fit into your old clothes. Don't try to like stuff that is a little baggy and loose just makes you feel better. If that's something you're struggling with, right? Maybe it's your hair, maybe you're getting grays, or maybe you're just looking in the mirror and you're just not happy with what you see. Maybe it means you have to start exercising, right? I think sometimes we forget to do that. I mean, there's probably people that are watching here going, I exercise every day. I need it. But a lot of people don't. And we start to, to gain the weight and then you don't feel good. So take that hour every day. I don't don't care if it's at 6am or if it's it's at 8pm, you have to move your body every single day. For me, I have to pay someone. I am not that motivated. I will never push myself. I know that about myself as a growing up as a dancer, I always took classes. Mm -hmm. So someone pushed me. And when I (laughs) try to take the dance class at home, I'm like, ah, 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm just going to go get that for a second. And so for me, I have to take a class, whether it's, yeah. you know, a group boot camp class or even those nice Zoom classes. I have to be on the live class or I will cheat. I know that now about myself. So it's like finding that feeling good about yourself. You have to work out. You just have to take care of your body. Right. So that's, yeah. the, you know, the outside. I think the inside comes from personal development. Instead of scrolling on your Instagram, watching what everyone else is doing, watching, you know, David's birthday party or like you weren't invited to this or, you know, watching these skinny girls do their dances, pointing to things, you know, in their little bodies and you're scrolling, you're in the scroll hole listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. right? Listen to Tony Robbins or Marie mm-hmm. Forleo or some, some people that aren't even have nothing to do with your industry or nothing to do with anything mm-hmm. and take that in because you're going to get something. And for me, when I started to listen to podcasts at the time we had like CDs and I would just find YouTube videos of motivational speakers. And that was something I never knew anything about. I don't know about you, but I just learned about this new personal development thing. Mm-hmm my mind was blown because Mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been feeling so bad about myself because I have this really terrible friend in my life. I have to get rid of her. Mm. And then I just realized like when I had the confidence in myself to go, I get to divorce my relationship with this friend who wasn't serving me for a long time. And I cut her out of my life slowly. And I I did it. I began to grow. So Mm. it's like, it starts with the confidence from the outside and then it's nurturing your heart and your inside and your mindset. And then it's also getting rid of people in your life who are not making you feel good. The toxic you know? relationships. The yeah. toxic relationships. And it's just, sometimes it's just a little toxic. It's not even, yeah. you know, there's sometimes there's that one person that's just always putting you in a bad mood or making you feel bad. Sometimes it can be your mom or your sister or a family member, which you can't really get rid of, but you can slowly, like in my book, I talk about how to just slowly create distance. So if someone's like always calling you, text them back, don't call them. Sorry, so busy. Like they call you, wait two days to call them back. Whatever you do, don't follow through with the communication that quickly, create time and slowly they'll either change because they realize I'm losing this person a little bit or you will start to create distance and that's okay. And I've had to have those tough conversations with a really good friend of mine. And I finally realized like, 
you know, she was fighting with everyone. She always had drama attached to her. And I was so sick of being a, a part of it. I'm like, this is not me. Um, and what do they say? Like, you are like the five Black people, people. talk to the most. And now my circle is such a strong circle. I mean, I have so many people I talk to and whether it's online or on the phone or face to face, but if, if you don't love that, that, and that, that circle of yours, you need to find a new circle. Most you need to find a second circle that's going to fuel you. And I had to get rid of those friends who were naysayers, mm-hmm. those people who let's face it. Like when people don't ask you about your job or at, about your career or your new business, doesn't it hurt? Mm-hmm. Like you're in a conversation with someone and you're like, how are the kids? How's work? How's this? And they're talking and talking and you're just waiting for them to be like, oh my gosh, I saw your Instagram that you launched that business. And then they don't ever ask. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's not right. That's not, that's not someone I want to be around. I want mm-hmm. people in my life that are supporting me and cheering mm-hmm. me on and I'm doing the same for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I completely 100% agree with you. And it's quite interesting. I don't know if you've had the same experience. I know firsthand of people who were actually married and ended up getting divorced or they lose, I myself have lost a whole bunch of relationships, like friends, close friendships. And not not because I ended it. Yes, some I had to have, like I say, the tough conversations, but it just kind of fades away because you you become it's amazing as your business grow how you grow as a person it just kind of happens automatically because you invest your time like I mean I read a lot of books and I invest my time in self-development and it's all the time and it's amazing how you you just grow in I guess you grow in confidence as your business grow and unfortunately your friend circles they don't always grow with you because they're not doing the personal development they're not reading books they're not doing all the things they don't get it and yeah. they're like, you've changed. And I'm like, no, I grew. That's you it. stayed yes. the same. Yes. Yes. I think that's the secret word is you grew. You didn't change. You just grew, you know, like, yeah, yeah definitely. I agree with you. So with your book, where can people reach your book? So you can find my book mm-hmm. on um, Amazon. Yes. The, the Secrets of Dating Your Business. I love by cover. Thank you. Um, or my website, miriamsteckity.com. I'm not going to even spell it for you, but you just Google me. We'll, we'll do the um, link. Yeah, exactly. And my thankful to my husband. I was so excited to take my husband's name. I don't know. It was something that excited me. And now I'm like, why did I do that? And people are like, what's your last name? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I pushed her before. It was so cute. Um, why, why do we women do these things? I don't right? know. because we love them (laughs) because we love them I know and you want you know I mean most of my friends I mean it's so it's split 50 50 some take the name and it's just so easy now but anyway so miriamsteckity.com or on Amazon and you can find me on Instagram um, Facebook just find my name I'm there and um, yeah I give tips and you can follow me in my journey and I absolutely love, I have loved over the 10 years building my network marketing direct sales business. I'm in the the beauty business Mm -hmm. and um, growing the team and creating, I think we have over 18,000 consultants on my team. That's awesome. Well done. Uh, Thank you. And they just fuel me and fulfill me. And I literally wake up every day excited to work 
And people are always asking me, what's your secret? What's your secret? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? And I finally was like, you know what? I have to put it down on paper. It wasn't enough to just share some tips, right? It, it was because there, there are steps to it all, right? There are steps to sort of creating that falling in love with yourself and having that confidence to, to then reach out to people and have the conversations and prospect people and talk to people and invite them to buy from you or join your team or, or join you or help you or partner with you or whatever that is. And then my book goes into how to cultivate relationships and create a culture in your organization, in your business, on your team, that people Maybe they join because they want to make extra money or they want to make money, but they stay because of the community and the culture and that the growth that you get, the personal yeah. development that you get from being an entrepreneur. But sometimes being an entrepreneur is lonely, right? It's like, and that's why I love this business because it's about, it's about teamwork and camaraderie. And um, I just absolutely love it. And I love sharing all my tips. And I really think this book's really different. It's for anyone that, um, you know, is, is starting a business, whatever kind of business that is to people that have a team already of employees or consultants or, or VAs, whatever that might be, how to treat people, um, the way they should be treated and, and, and never acting like you're above them. I have one chapter, it's called, um, you know, more we and less me. And when you talk to your team, when you talk to people, it's about like, we can do this. And we're going to make this better. We're going to do this. This is our vision. And not, I think you should do this, or you need to do this, or you need to do that, or this is how I do things, right? It's the, we're in this together. Yeah. And I think there's something really special, right? I think there's something special about, you hear about organizations where, you know, the CEO would walk around, you know, and go to the mailroom and go to the basement and talk to employees and people didn't even know who he was and ask for feedback. What do you think about working here? Do you like it? And people didn't even know he was the CEO. I forget which company this was. And it was so smart because when you hear the same thing over and over again, it's about having that humility to ask, how can I do better? How can I make this better? Um, I'm watching this show, Ted Lasso. Have you heard about it? Mm -mm, It's a new Apple TV show. And it's about this. I think it has a lot to do with this too. I just started watching it, but it's like a phenomenal. And this guy is asked to coach this uh, soccer team in London and he's never coached soccer before, but he creates incredible winning teams in different sports because he creates a culture and he builds relationships within the team. And when the team is happy on the inside, they play better, right? And it's it goes with anything. Yeah. People are happy and our people are feeling loved and appreciated. They're going to do more mm. and they're going to stick it out through the good and the bad and the ugly. No, that's, that's 100% true. And it's interesting. I was in a coaching program in the beginning of this year. And it was a big chunk of the coaching program. What they taught is how to build team relationships specifically within your team and how to cultivate that relationships because it is important. And that's how you get loyal staff and people working for you. And like yourself that are building up this network marketing team, it's, you know, building that relationship with people is really, really important. What advice would you have for somebody that is either sitting on a fence and they haven't started their business or they have a business, but they're stuck? What advice would you have for somebody on that? Hmm. That's the the magic question. I think it's usually something we talked about, which was 
it's not the opportunity. It's not the business. Something is stopping you in between your mind and you have to figure that out and write that out. It's usually, it's a person. A lot of times it's someone in your life that you think is going to judge you because you're not going to judge yourself. You're, you're, you're trying to do something for, to better your life. You're right. You're, You're trying to start a business or you started a business and you're stuck but why are you doing this business? Because you clearly want something. You're not fulfilled in whatever you're doing, whether it's monetarily or whether it's being fulfilled on the inside, feeling like you're impacting the world in in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So I want you to ask yourself, who is it? Who who is it? What what person or people is it that that, that, that are stunting you. And, and, and it's funny, everybody has that person. It's a father or it's a neighbor, or it's a friend, or it's someone that you think might judge you when you post too much on Instagram or you do a video or you do something. And, and ask yourself, does this person really matter? Mm-hmm. And if you can have a conversation with that person, you might want to even say, hey, I'm stuck in my business. I love your advice. Um, cause I trust your opinion. You know, what do you think? I'm really excited about this. Would love your support or any tips. Sometimes people you think are judging you and they're actually jealous that you're doing something out of the box. So true. And that they didn't have the guts and the courage to do that. And so they become a hater, but they're actually not a hater. They might actually just want to be involved in some way sometimes. So I found for me, you know, I had a really good friend who was not buying products for me, was not supporting me. And it was like someone that was such, such a good friend that, and I had helped her out. I had supported her, her business, her jobs. She should have at least just bought something from me. And, and then it turned out that she actually was jealous, you know, and when we talked about it, she was like, I want to do this with you. And so then she ended up joining my business, but it was like, I was, I kind of was nervous to talk to her about it because she was being a little negative. But meanwhile, she was just nervous to talk to me about her feelings about it. I don't know. Sometimes it's just being open and honest. Like it's complicated, but sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm doing this business. I'm feeling a little bit stuck. I'm feeling unsupported by you about it. And I'm wondering why, you know, and and they might say, I I think it's a bad idea. I think you're you're this and this and that. And you're going to say, I'm so glad you told me, but I don't care because I still want to do it. I'd really, I'd really appreciate your support. And if they still are negative, you have to, you have to distance yourself from them. And, yes. move and so that comes from mindset of going, who cares? Who cares about that person? But sometimes Confidence. it's someone that's really close to you, but I'll be honest, most times it's not. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like, the people, you know, your, 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 your mom friends or some girls from high school or whatever. It's always something so silly when you actually say it out loud, <laughs> because anyone that's negative of you and, and having negative vibes when you start a business is out of their mind, because the only way you can really create wealth is by having multiple streams of income. Yeah. And if they did some, if they actually did some personal development, they would know that exactly. And they'd be like, good for you. Right. So there, so sometimes you got to just push those people out. So anyway, I'm going back and forth about it, but it's usually, it's a, it's, a, it's usually one or two people that you think are, are judging you. You have to figure that out before you can move forward. Cause they're always going to be there. 
Yes, 100% agree. And it is, it's very true. And if I think about it now with my business, I had a similar thing. So yes, 100% agree. Everyone has a similar thing. There's always the one person, you know, there's always that, that, um, or there's the people that kill it in the business and do amazing because they didn't have that person or they got rid of them a while ago. Because mm. <laughs> exactly. has people, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's really having a support system. And if you don't have a good support system, you have to find it. Maybe it's going, you know, following people on Instagram or networking or going on LinkedIn or, you know, just asking for referrals or who's really good at X and finding a power partner, someone else that's in your industry that you can bounce ideas off of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. It is. And it's very true. Just reaching out to people like we started with this conversation, just having this initial conversation, it goes a far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Room, this has been fantastic. Thank you very much for your time. Can you just hold your book up one last time so we can yes. revisit it? Thank you so much. And I strongly recommend you guys go out and go and get Miriam's book. I'm definitely going to go get it right after the school. And uh, yeah, and we'll definitely put the links below so you don't have to worry about typing it out. We'll just make it easy. Thank you so much, Miriam. I really appreciate your time. This was really a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> See you.